This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. My name's Isaiah, joined as always by Mark, Sean, and Ted. How are you guys doing this weekend? Pretty good, man. Happy, 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 happy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. God, it's been a good week. It's it's been a good, 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 good week. We got a fun show uh, for tonight. We're gonna be reviewing Ice Cream Man from 1995, starring Clint Howard. Uh, that was a interesting movie. We'll get into that here in just a little bit, though. But uh, before we get into all that, what have you guys been up to this week? Watching a lot of TV and movies for a change, man. I got to finish the Cobra Kai season two and still impressed and was like holy shit at the end because i thought they killed miguel honestly the way he fell I didn't <laughs> yeah i did too alive. Right. <laughs> I, I thought that's why they hung on the shot of him falling for yeah so dude, long. i was like damn that motherfucker's gone but <laughs> when he hit and, that railing man that freaking hurt me yeah dude. yeah no kidding. I don't gasp a lot out loud when i'm watching something but when that happened i was just like holy yeah, crap crazy dude Increases asshole, of course. We all knew that was gonna happen. But <laughs> Fuck that guy. It was so great, man. I can't wait till three. I hope like all this hype just keeps it going for s- several more seasons, man. Bring back Chelsea. something good to watch. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have a strong feeling that's who was in the trailer. That like, yeah, dude. I watched the thing that kind of like they really broke down that couple of seconds, and they were showing the pictures in the background and everything. One of them was like the actual real Miyagi. But anyways, what else? Oh, I watched Runaway Train with John Voight and Eric Roberts. I don't okay. know if y'all have seen that. That's a movie I've always liked. I got the Blu-ray now. So, And I watched The Shed, which is a trailer we watched a while back. Yeah. So, different kind of vampire movie, man. Honestly, it was really slow to start off, but it's in like the last 30, 40 minutes. was pretty fucking cool, so... If I had to give it a rating, I'd say probably three stars. Okay. It's not great, but it's worth checking out because of the ending. Not the best acted movie, but it was all right, man. Different take on the vampire thing. So, And I watched Karate Kid because Cobra Kai. <laughs> and we <laughs> wanted to watch all those. I only got to watch the first one. It was fun, man. And I started this HBO show called Raised by Wolves, which Ridley Scott directed the first two episodes of. It's different, man. I don't know how to, like, it's basically Earth has been destroyed because the atheists and the religious went to war. And the atheists use androids as their war machines. <laughs> basically, this these two androids, mother and father, land on this planet. And they have all these embryos. And they raise them. And only one of them survi- ends up surviving. And about the, around the time, it's like eight, nine years later, 
the arc of the humans and the religious have showed up to this planet and okay all kinds of crazy hell breaks loose man it's pretty good it's different but it's i like it and i watched like three or four episodes of it which is not something i do so it's worth checking out for sure man. yeah cool yeah so we've been watching like i said the child's play movies we got finally got to watch um bride of chucky and it's really funny because like i said jennifer hadn't seen them all and she's seen Bride of Chucky before, but she's never seen Seed of Chucky. And at the end of the movie, it was really funny because the baby came out of uh, Tiffany. And she said, well, whatever happened to that? I never heard of Chucky having a kid before. <laughs> I said, it's because it was so terrible. They didn't continue with it. <laughs> And it's funny because I was debating on whether, because if it was just me watching them all, I would have skipped Seed altogether. Yeah. But I feel like I, I still need to watch it with her just so she can see it. Yes, yeah. So you can see me. Look at how shitty this is. <laughs> right. <laughs> and hope to God they don't like it. <laughs> uh, been watching The Office a lot lately. Okay. I didn't real I didn't realize there were so many seasons. I'd watched it many fucking years ago and I thought I'd seen them all, but apparently I haven't. Um playing a lot of Tony Hawk, man. That game has got me so whoop, nostalgic. Whoop. And it's really funny because you saying that watching uh, Cobra Kai made you want to watch uh, Karate Kid, and I was telling Isaiah last night that this movie's making me want to watch Wards of Dogtown so bad. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> one, man. I have that, and I got the documentary of the real shit, too, man. I like yeah. to throw those in once in a while. It's a good well, story. That, that was like the Z-Boys from Dogtown yeah. or something like yeah. that? Yeah, exactly. yeah, that was really good. Um. I really like the, how they uh, they revitalized this, but they kept so much of it the same. Like all of the the tracks are the same, yeah. But, the, but they are so much better rendered. They've like if you look at the the side by side comparison, there's there's a real bad. Uh, I don't know what you call it, like the limitation of the screen, where at the certain point there's a fog and you can't see the rest of the map yep i I think they call it pop in or something like that something like that oh but there's none of that on this and they've even added in beautiful fucking backdrops like outside of the the limitations of the map like the the uh the venice beach map it's like sunset and it's so fucking beautiful and you see all the sailboats in the background it is it's awesome yeah, I can't uh, wait to pick that one up, man. It looks fun. It is fun, man. I'm going through the challenges with all the skaters trying to max them all out right now. And what I one thing I really like about I don't I don't remember enough playing the old ones, but on this one, even when you max out the all the skaters, they still skate like they're they have their own strengths and weaknesses. Like uh, that's cool. Yeah. For me, Rodney Mullen's always been my favorite character mm-hmm. because yeah. because he's so good at the the grinds and the manuals and the flips, which is what I like to do because that's how I build up my combos and shit. Yep. Yeah, I think everybody's always <laughs> had like their favorite skater with, with those games because like the original one. Um, when I originally played, I, I always used Rune Gilf Gilfberg was was the I, skater I always used. 
he's he's good with the the grinds and the flips too. Mm-hmm. I just I just finished his and when when you get all the stats for all the characters, you unlock their skate video, and he's got one of the best ones, I think. Yeah, I always like Rodney Mullen just because I liked him, anyways. Like, yeah, so I was a huge Rodney Mullen fan. Like he. He amazing. he's so iconic to the sport. I mean, the man he invented the fucking kickflip. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> half the other shit the, the street skaters do. Yeah, like I was watching a guy on YouTube today, and he was like breaking down some of his tricks. And there's like some tricks that Rodney Mullen did that people have not been able to recreate in 20 yeah, years. Like they still can't do half the shit he's done. It's great, man. And just to, when he talks, man, like. He's an interesting dude, for sure. And I was watching more from the same guy, and he was talking about Tony Hawk and how Tony Hawk had the record for the 900 and uh, how people have gone so far and beyond. Like, there's a kid this year that did, like, a 1080 or something like that. But uh, Tony Hawk still holds the record because he did it in half pipe, and everybody else is doing mega ramps and shit. So he still holds his record for the 900. Yeah. Yeah. Like Sean White kept it, trying to do the 1080s and the half pipe, man. He comes so close, but he never was able. I don't think he was ever able to hit it. Yeah, Tony, I remember when he did that shit. That was awesome. Man. Yeah, cool. and they showed a clip of him. He still he still could do it at 48, and he's like, I want to say he's like 50 or 51 now or something that like that. That was my favorite part when he did it. It was like, all you guys skating all these years and all these people, man, he comes back and he fucking hits the 900. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he gets a lot of flack sometimes in this, and he's like him as far as the pipe. I always thought he's the legend, and then Rodney Mullen as far as the street man. Like you can't get those two; they're the best. They always have yeah, them. yeah. Well, in the in the skate or sport, like skaters are like shunned and hated on so bad if they leave and make money outside of skating. Like if they start their own company or they do something else, like Bam Margera was hated for doing his reality show. Yeah, and Tony Hawk's dad like ran the skate parks when he was a kid. Like he was already the rich kid who had the dad that owned skate parks. So he already was the <laughs> gonna <Yeah>. get shit. <laughs> he wasn't the bad boy so much. That's what everybody likes. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that was how it pretty much. Well, it started being like a. I don't I don't know how to put it other than like something really really lame the way skateboarding was starting and then the surfers came in and completely changed the sport. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a really interesting history and now it's it was supposed to be in the Olympics this year. And then, you know, COVID canceled the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's pretty much been my week. Mostly Tony Hogman playing the fuck out of that. Yeah. Cool. What about you, Ted? What have you been What have you been up to this week? Uh, besides work, just watch some movies. Uh, watched uh, Monday since it was Labor Day. I had the day off. Watched uh, the Fright Night 2011 remake for the first time, and I really liked it. Um, a lot of fun. I enjoyed um, everybody in it, all the characters. I actually like this version of Evil Ed. I can't stand the original version of yeah. Evil Ed. I'm in the, I guess I know I'm in the minority in that, but that's just my opinion. I'm with um, you. And then right after that, I um, watched the Fright Night 2 New Blood, which came out in 2013. 
And it's not a sequel to the remake. It's just another remake that they they slapped the name Fright Night 2 on there, which, okay, whatever. And it was just a lame, another, it's just a lame remake compared to the first remake. And some things in that I like, you know, uh, I liked, um, Fright Night 2 New Blood sucks. Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in the first remake they did I liked the one area where they had them all buried that ending scene when they went to kill them I remember that being pretty that cool. was cool yeah there, there's some I can't even really pinpoint it out like it's not an awful movie it's just a lame Fright Night movie and it's just another remake and you know the the plot of that one you know the, the kids the class Charlie and his friends they're on some class trip in Romania they took a page from the original Friday Night 2, and this time Jerry is female, and they spell her name with a G-E-R-R-I. And basically her whole plot is to become a super vampire where she can walk around in the sun. But the way to do it is really convoluted, and I'm just like, what? You have to do this, but then you have to do... And it didn't make sense to me in any way. I, just, I stopped caring because I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. That's something they try to do in vampire movies. I mean, and it sounds like it would be something that was cool, but I don't know, man. I always felt like the badass old vampire who's lived thousands of years and is still running shit was more impressive than someone who needs to try to walk in the daytime. Yeah, that, right. that was basically that was basically the first remake. Still, it was just Jerry just doing his thing, you know. And um, but but this 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 female Jerry is just is stupid. I mean, they 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 added a cool the cool thing was the little origin for her. She's basically she is Elizabeth. What's her face who bathed in blood? They made this in the whole the whole backstory is told like in a comic book style. It was pretty cool. But like Peter Vincent in this version is a lame ghost hunter show host, and he's he's yeah, he just sucks. <laughs> the 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 dude from the 2011 remake you know he was he was doctor who for a couple of years he he did a great job in that remake but um yeah i uh finished the karate kid franchise with next karate kid also this past week just had to finish it yeah um watch that and then this weekend i watched one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my entire life and that's blood hook <laughs> i hate this movie <laughs> i've seen it man it's not that great it took me three sittings to get through the whole thing why is this movie an hour and 50 minutes long why is it a three hour movie everybody gosh i hated all the characters i wanted everybody in this movie to die even the little kids i just did not care it it was lame If, if it was meant to be like a fun a funny movie then it failed if it was meant to be a straight <laughs> horror film, it definitely filled. I just gosh. See, and this like, is the first forty minutes. What's that? I was just gonna say this is where me and Ted differ for once on movies. Usually, we're pretty spot on, like yeah. with what we like and what we don't like. We're usually pretty in line, but this one I thought was fun. But I I, I, I totally get where you're coming from with it because it's definitely I, not a movie for everybody. I was, you know, I was thinking it was gonna be fun because you know. I don't think there's ever been a slasher film that takes place during a fishing competition. So I was like, this could be cool and fun, you know. <laughs> but it was so lame and boring. 
I just, oh man, the first 40, after like the first 40 minutes, I had to stop it. Yeah. Because I was just so bored. And I ended up like taking a nap and then I watched like 30 more minutes and then I was like, I'm done for the day. It made me not want to watch any more movies the rest of the weekend. That's how bad it was. <laughs> I don't want to watch any more movies right now. That's <laughs> bad because normally I have to just go back and watch something to cleanse my palate. Like something I, I know I love. I just I was like I don't even think I could put in another movie or go. To, I didn't even go on for Netflix this weekend. So I popped in Married with Children and just was like there, just, just something to entertain me. Yeah. And then I, I I finally finished it this morning after I woke up. I was like, fine, I'll finish the last forty minutes. And I was just like, gosh, I'm just glad I'm done with it. <laughs> I think it's ironic too that the guy who directed it was also the producer for Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yeah, like why didn't they show your movie on that show? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) jeez. Oh, that's good. So, pretty much that was my weekend or my week. Nice, nice. My my whole week's been a fucking whirlwind. I mean, I've had so much going on this week. Obviously, I sold my house, which was, well, in the process of selling it, somebody made an offer, which ended up accepting. So as long as their financing goes through, I should be house-free and debt-free by the middle of next month, which will be nice. And then uh, to kind of celebrate with that, I ended up buying myself Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 um, as a little treat, a little celebration for... For that happening, so I've been playing a lot of Tony Hawk uh, this week. Oh, not a lot. I've maybe played four or five hours, which I guess you could still say is kind of a lot, um, seeing as that's been in the last three or four days. So I've been doing that. Uh, I obviously watched Ice Cream Man to get ready for tonight. I watched The Babysitter Killer Queen last night, which uh, if you've seen The Babysitter from... uh, 2017 with Samara Weaving and everything. It's a sequel to that. It's quick review. It's not as good as that. It's still fun. It's still a fun movie. I still say check it out, especially if you have Netflix, because, I mean, it's not going to cost you anything. Um, you may like it. You may not. I, I I could see where it could go either way with, with this one, because it's definitely not as good as the first one. I still had fun with it, though. There was still a lot of fun moments with it. It, it still you know continued the story from the first one. And I think for a sequel, it did an all right job. I mean, it's... It it's, looks okay. I almost checked it out this weekend and I just never got to it. Yeah, it's it's not going to win any awards or anything like that, obviously. But it's if, if you if you got an hour and a half to kill, it's not a bad way to spend an hour and a half, I, I don't think. Just go in there with low expectations. Go in with low expectations and you should probably have a fun time watching it. So that's my two cents regarding that movie. So... Beyond that, uh, other than that, I've watched. I've been watching Shameless. I got stuck on walk, oh, watching true. Shameless, and oh my god, this is the first time I've watched Shameless. So I, I kind of went oh, into it blind. Oh, it's so fucking good, man! It's you, you, the U.S. version, right? Yes, yes, the <laughs> William H Macy version. Oh my god! Every every episode, there's a fucking sex scene. Number one. On top of that, these people are that, just like that the tones down a lot throughout the show. Oh, does it? Good, good. Because <laughs> like it's it gets a little overwhelming at times when it's like every episode there's another just big old sex scene. But on top of that, you you, you got these people that are just like 
<laughs> trash and they're stealing and, and doing all this other stuff and obviously the father's a drunk and not really a father i mean it's it's just a train wreck <laughs> and i fucking love it i've i've gone through about two and a half seasons already in the last week and a half yeah two and a half seasons so i'm i'm knee deep in it right now so i'm Who's enjoying your favorite that character oh god I love Kev. Kev is great. Yes, he's like the big <laughs> dumb goof. I, I do love Kev. Actually, I like Lip too. Lip Lip is that pretty was, good. That might change, but <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then it'll probably be Kev after that. Then. <laughs> yeah, Kev's pretty good though. Um, but yeah, other than that, I haven't really been watching a whole lot. Uh, just mostly trying to get things ready with selling this house and and whatnot, and kind of working on some artwork for some upcoming episodes of the podcast which will be a lot of fun especially going into the halloween season that's going to be great fun i'm I'm really looking forward to next month with regards to doing the the uh, podcast but uh yeah i mean other than that it's been kind of a chill week actually for for once because with getting the offer on the house i haven't had like any showings obviously since then so it's been nice to not have to leave my house four times a day for showings and being able to just be at home on my days off and just relax. <laughs> it's It's been tough doing that for the last few weeks, just not really being able to be home and constantly having to clean, constantly having to make sure everything is like tip top, perfect condition. It's at least you did, man. Not everybody does that. Chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's helpful when I'm the only one here. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that this is, I, I, it's like I can see the light at the end of the tunnel with this. And then with moving at the end of this week, uh, that's going to be great too. just getting into that apartment. And then this place will be empty. And once it sells, then I'm just done with it then. So that's going to be, that's going to be good. So closing dates supposed to be like the 19th of next month. So about a month away. So I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that to be done and then to have some money to pay off my debt and probably take some trips next year besides Texas Frightmare. So that'll be that'll be fun. But uh, kind of moving on from there, uh, just a little bit of news I wanted to touch on before we get into the review of Ice Cream Man. Just a couple things that kind of came up this week. So number one, if you haven't had the chance to see Friday the 13th, the original movie in the theaters, you have the uh, ability to do that this October. So on October 4th and 7th, Fathom Events is actually bringing back Friday the 13th into the theaters uh, for those two nights. And on top of showing that in the theaters, they're also going to have a special bonus called Secrets Galore Behind the Gore, Friday the 13th, which uh, is going to have be about the effects and makeup effects, and it's going to have Tom Savini in that kind of bonus feature that they're going to be showing on those nights. So that's... I, I haven't been able to see Friday the 13th. This is like the one franchise original movie I haven't seen in the theater yet, so I'm pumped for this because I've always wanted to see this in the theater. So I'm gonna get my that chance. That should be good, man. Fathom yeah, Events usually fun. does cool stuff. They did um Halloween a couple years ago, which I've seen a few times, but it was on my birthday, not last year, but maybe two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. That was fun. And 
my favorite that they did that they did um Halloween four and five together as a double feature one year. So yeah, they always do something cool, man. They did Land of the Dead once and did an um, interview with George Romero before, and it was the uncut version or whatever. So, oh, nice. Yeah, I've been to a lot of the Fathom stuff. They do a good job. They really do. Because uh, I know with Fathom events, I've, I've gone to some different ones. Like when Gene Wilder died, they did one for Willy Wonka and uh, Blazing Saddles. So I went and saw a double feature of that, which that's awesome. That's a great double feature to go see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Going from Willy Wonka into Blazing Saddles. That's great. Yeah. Willy Wonka's hilarious anyway. So mm-hmm. That's a good, I like that. Yep. And there's been a few other ones, uh, just some random movies that they've done in the past that I've I've gone and, and seen for Fathom events. So they they do a good job. Uh, and like They're you were saying, Friday thirteenth um, next month, Fathom events. I mean, yep, for his fourth anniversary. Yep, and so that's gonna be that's gonna be great. So that's October fourth and seventh uh, for Friday the thirteenth. Yeah. So you can check Fathom events dot com for more information to see if it's playing in a theater near you um i checked and it's definitely playing in mine so i'm definitely going to go see that on one of those nights probably want that wednesday night i'm going to end up going and see it really looking forward to that Ooh, total recall october 10th 13th <laughs> <laughs> psycho october 11th and 12th there you go uh, next bit of news that came out this week is we know that Scream 5 has been in the works and David Arquette and Courtney Cox are coming back. They officially got word that Neff Campbell is going to be a part of Scream 5. So, um, yeah, that's going to be coming, I think they said January of 2022 is when that's coming. So It's just going to be another family member of Sydney. Is it 2022? <laughs> I, thought it was, yeah. I thought it was next year. Not I th- I think it was originally supposed to be next year, but they pushed it to January of 2022. It's going to have the same ending as three and four. It's going to be another relative who wants to be famous <laughs> because Sid is famous for surviving. Maybe. Or or it's Sid going to be the killer, which, yeah, who gives a That's what I thought they should have did in four. But... Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what Ted says. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, Wes Craven. It's going to be a hard sell for me. Yeah, I love I love me some Scream. Well, it's kind of hard to get him to come back now, isn't it? <laughs> true, <laughs> very true. Um, it is kind of a hard uh, sell though, without him being a part. Of I it, have the though. strongest feeling one of the main reasons that those movies were even slightly entertaining was because of him. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Mark, you're well, wrong. Like every time. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> How am I wrong? How's he coming back? How am I wrong? How's he coming back? I'm not talking about that. Wes Craven's Craven's gone. I mean, geez, you don't come back from that. I mean, geez. (laughs) Rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace, Wes. Yeah, of course, Wes made those movies great. They were that was his baby, and he said on multiple interviews that he thought Scream was his ultimate movie. Like it it was his favorite movie ever did. So yeah. Scream 5 can definitely not live up to anything. Not even my dog feces outside. In the- <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I'm a fan of Wes, but I was never a big fan of the Scream movies. Yeah, yeah I've never was. I disagree with so Wes much. on that. I hated Scream 2, man. I still hate Scream 2. I think that's horrible. 
Mm. Yeah, I, thought was- I don't mind the first one. I can watch the first. after that though. I'm not the first one's fun. But I will say I've never gave them another chance in a long freaking time. So I love them. Man. Yeah, I, I guess I so could much. try to suffer through them to see. Yeah, no. <laughs> the third uh, movie, man. My sister loves them. Like I know quite a few people that like them. It tends to be the younger horror crowd. You young bucks with your. Movies. Well, I mean, I understand. <laughs> like two wasn't as good, and. I still, there's just, it's just got that charm to it for me. I mean, I know it's meta, a lot of it's meta, and yeah, that's part of its charm for me. And the whole, like, I was talking to Isaiah last night about uh, films within films. I like the whole idea of the stab franchise within the movie, with you know the the poor man Sidney Prescott as Tori Spelling. <laughs> If they don't introduce time travel, then I'm not, I don't care. <laughs> Wasn't that one of the things in Scream 4? They said one of the stab movies had time travel. I think, so. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Scream 5 better have freaking time travel in it. <laughs> they got to they gotta catch up to stab. They got what, stab 9, stab 10 or something like that? Something. I haven't watched Scream 4 in a long time. Yeah, I think I saw that once. I'm not excited for this. I'm with Sean. I'm not excited. I saw Scream 4 once, and I I was not a fan. Yeah, that's why I don't have high hopes for this. I mean, it maybe it will surprise us. I'm not holding my breath, though, at all. <laughs> it, it is what it is. Oh, dude, I got the plot. Courtney Cox and, and, and Dewey, they broke up in real life, right? Yep, like they divorced or something. Yeah, dude. Then the freaking Gale leaves Dewey, and, and freaking Dewey goes crazy, and he's the killer. <laughs> hey, could and happen. He has, he has a love affair with Sydney because they're sick perverts in Hollywood. So why not? And then, um, and Sydney's like the second killer, and then Gale. I don't know. That's all I got so far. Or Dewey See, becomes a pro wrestler. I was thinking they were going to have Gilded, something Gilded like Roseanne and Hulk Hogan. There you go. I'm going to here, brother. <laughs> I was thinking they were going to do something like, like what I thought they were going to do in four. I thought they were going to come out and say that Sydney was right in the first movie that cotton really did have a big role in murdering his mom. And he was a big part of it the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how that would play out, but that's kind of interesting. You know, he beat the the system technically because he got out and he got his book deal and all that shit. I mean, that could be interesting. Off at screen three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, what if it's revealed that Sydney helped kill her own mother? She has amnesia. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you, you, you see, this There's is how stupid this movie can be, and it probably will get stupid like that. Yeah, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But like I said, I don't have high hopes for it. Well, the other thing that's been teasing it was teased by Matthew Lillard. So take it for a grain of salt because he's saying maybe Stu isn't really dead, and I'm like, there, he's there's no fucking way he's dead. not dead. Dude got uh, fucking electrocuted. Stu was in Scream Two, or at least Matthew Lillard was. Yeah. As an extra. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, which seems to be, you know, his career at this point, because you don't see him in anything anymore. That's because he's running his own company. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. 
Wait, He's running a company making premium uh, peripherals for Dungeons and Dragons adventures. Oh. Yeah, That's he's real big. Oh, he's he's nothing important is what you just said. <laughs> he's, he's real big into the into Wizard of the Coast. Uh, he's big into all that stuff. Okay. No, I, like, I joke, but I do like Matthew Lillard. Yeah, I, I love do. Matthew Lillard. I've, he's I've fucking hilarious. He's a good he, guy. He, he was the best part of Scream 1, I thought. I really yeah, I know what him. you're talking about. Like the whole thing was like 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 he what was it like at a convention or something? He said like one of the original ideas for Scream Three was that Stu was in prison and like manipulating things behind the scenes. And everybody just laughed because Stu is a freaking idiot in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking <laughs> hit me with the phone, you dick. <laughs> the whole point the whole point of Stu being Billy's partner was that Stu is the fall guy because Stu's an idiot. That yeah. was the whole point. Billy yeah, could get okay. away. Stu got blamed and would take the fall for all the murders. I mean, well, Stu also had money, so he could get resources and everything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard, no matter what resources you have, that um, you know you murdered a bunch of teenagers in your own community. Yeah. No, I meant that's kind of another oh, reason why he was helping Billy. That's yeah. another reason why Billy wanted him because he was stupid and he had money. Yeah. Yeah, they had a big house. Yeah. Of course, everybody had a big house. I was going to say, all like, them kids look like they had some money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look at Sydney's house. Holy crap. Right. Yeah, the poor families were living in two stories. <laughs> <laughs> Not the neighborhood like I grew up in. garage is like bigger than my parents' house. <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on, Sean. The poor families had a detached garage. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they didn't have an attic. <laughs> no cable television. <laughs> Dark ages. Right. Uh so it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I I I'm not holding my breath with regards to Scream 5 cuz I'm not really excited for it, but we'll see what happens as more information comes along with that. The last thing keep I kind of want crossed for you, Mark. What was that? <laughs> So we'll we'll keep our fingers crossed for you, Mark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hope it's good. I'm not like hoping it's bad or anything like that. Right. It's not. I don't have high hopes for it. Yeah. I mean, if when it comes out, yeah. I mean, I'll check it out. Of course. I mean, I did for Screen Four. I've seen all of them in the theater except for the first one. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen them all Same. in the theater too. I, I, I rented <laughs> I rented the first one on old VHS back in the day and saw it for the first time like that. Same. The rest I saw in the theater, so I mean, I'll check it out whenever it does. Yeah, definitely. If it's bull crap, you know, I'm gonna call it out on its bull crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everything else. Ain't it the truth? Except Victor Crowley, that movie is freaking awesome. Yes, that movie is great. And people could suck on my belly button. Well, those movies have stayed good from the beginning because, you know, Adam Green has maintained control of it the whole time. It didn't pass on to another production company and have to worry about someone messing with his baby. I agree with you, but Victor Crowley does seem to get a little bit of flack. But I disagree with that flack. Same. (laughs) It's my second favorite in the franchise. I love Victor Crowley. I loved it. I yeah, thought it was I can great. Go with you on that too, man. After part two, I also love Tiffany yeah. Shepard. So, mm-hmm. for many reasons, <laughs> <laughs> she's a beautiful woman, and yes, she, she is. You no, know, that's a double whammy right there. 
That is very true. But anyways, uh, kind of moving on from Scream here, just one last bit of information I just kind of wanted to talk about is uh, we do talk a lot about Vinegar Syndrome on, on the podcast. They came out with their newsletter this week for everything coming out in October, and holy shit, they've got eight releases coming out in October alone. And that's just the start, you know, getting ready for the holiday season and everything. But kind of looking at what they've got coming out, uh, for next month, they've got another 4K Blu-ray coming out, and this is the one I've been really super excited for, and that's Deadly Games, or otherwise known as Dial Code Santa Claus. It's a German Christmas movie, Psycho Santa, mixed with, like, Home Alone, but this is this came out before Home Alone. You've got, like, tributes for, like, Rambo and everything in here. It's it's a great little movie. It's It's a lot of fun. It's, yeah, I mean, we reviewed this last year, and mm-hmm. I freaking loved it. It's one of my favorite Christmas horror movies now. Like, yes. I can't believe I hadn't heard of it sooner. Now that it's getting an awesome release like that, I'm excited too. Like, yeah, I wasn't planning on buying no Blu-rays, but I'm gonna have <laughs> to pick that one up. So, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so that one I'm definitely looking forward to. That's that's my top pick for next month that I'm really looking forward to. But also on top of that, you've got a movie by the name of Who Done It. Uh, Rest in Pieces, which is I, I know is one that people have been looking forward to in the Vinegar Syndrome community. Rest in Pieces has been one that people have been waiting for for quite a while. Um, there's uh, Cemetery of Terror, Necromancer, which is a VSA release. Then you've got an AGFA title called Scary Tales that's coming out. You've got another Fun City edition movie that's coming out called I Start Counting. And then another one from a new label called Utopia, which actually has already sold out, is uh, called Bloody Nose Empty Pockets. They uh, for this one for this initial release they only did five hundred and it sold out within the first like day. My love life. Nose empty pockets. Raid. Got to get off them city streets, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so next month. Uh, eight titles in total that are being released, and holy God, they got some good, decent ones, it looks like, that are coming out. They better, because December's going to suck. Yeah, well, I mean, December, they've only got um, the erotic stuff going on in December, so, yeah. They're... Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> right? <laughs> Smut, that's all they got in December. Mm-hmm. Christmas time, let's sell porn only. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on top of that, they also touched on Black Friday because that's going to be coming up. And obviously, the halfway to Black Friday and the Black Friday sales are their biggest times for vinegar syndrome. They said uh, September 25th is when they're going to be doing their pre order uh, flash sale. So that's yeah. when they're going to be doing that. And they, uh, this, they said they'll have more info in the coming weeks. Um, for regarding what they're going to be doing to kind of hint at things that are coming up. So um, they're going to be uh, talking about the much-speculated VSU line that they're coming out with. Uh, so that's going to be talked about over the next few weeks. They do have two surprise titles that they're going to be talking about and VSA titles. So basically this Flash pre-sale is going to be seven releases in total that they're uh, going to be doing on uh, September 25th. So that's something to kind of look forward to. And um, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they're going to be doing for the Black Friday sale. That's going to be, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward waiting. to it. I'm just waiting for Black Friday so I can just buy their subscription and be done. Yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm putting it on the PayPal credit and just being like, here you go. 
Give me movies every month. <laughs> yep. I hear Cause that. Because I am just... Some of the stuff they've been releasing, like I said, has been amazing. Especially like, I mean, The Caller, which we already briefly talked about. I freaking love that movie. They yep. released that. And I bought that. Spellcasters coming out sometime this month. Freaking bought that. Necromancer, I freaking bought this morning. <laughs> I was like, yep, I'm buying this. I'm just buying it. Plus, they got free shipping now on all U.S. orders. Yes, so, I mean, and that's a big so now, thing. I, I don't know if that's because they're tired of combining orders or what whenever you buy something. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's it, great. It could be because they, they also said that they have some other announcements regarding yeah. shipping going forward that they're going to be talking about. Yeah. And I guess they're pretty excited about that. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they're going to be doing. I, I don't know if they're changing from doing um, like the USPS to something else. Uh, I, I don't know. I, that's just speculation. But um, they did say that they have some announcements coming up soon regarding how they're going to be handling shipping going forward, which should be exciting because they, they seem pretty pumped about it and they think everybody's going to be happy with it. So I know that's been kind of a, a big thing with regards to the shipping. So. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that. But that's kind of all I had for news. Did you guys have any other things you guys wanted to t- touch on before we get into this review? Yeah, the, I just uh, was scrolling through Facebook yesterday, and I saw that uh, Crystal Lake Memories is going to be re-releasing their bonus disc that they had for Kickstarter. Okay. Yeah. And it's it's going to be on sale from now until September 28th. And it's only thirteen bucks, and I'm definitely gonna be picking that up. Yeah, that's awesome, and I'll pick that up too. Oh yeah, that's got the footage I've been looking for for the longest time. What that disc is is if you had bought the uh, the documentary from the official website back back when the documentary came out, um, you got that bonus disc as part of it. And what that bonus is because I have it, and it's awesome. It's four hours of interviews that didn't make the actual documentary. Okay. So it's freaking awesome. And you can tell, like, like, because some of the interviews, they don't even have, like, they're just sitting in front of a green screen. They don't even have, like, an image on it. <laughs> so it's yeah. it's stuff that, like, some of the stuff they're like, yeah, we're not using this in the original, or we're not using this in our final cut. So, I mean, it's good. It's cool that after all these years, they're bringing it back for, you know, people who didn't get it. Right. And for such, you know, 13 bucks for four hours is not yeah. a bad deal. So, no, no, no. Especially when it's something that you never expected to ever come out again. Mm-hmm. And you got from, I guess this episode comes out tomorrow, you got two weeks to come up with 13 bucks to pay for it. Right. That's. So cool. I'm sure somebody out there is going to be complaining. It was always supposed to be. <laughs> There's always the people that are like, I'm mad I can't be exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> The same thing happened with the box set. People were crying that their damn lithographs weren't going to be able to sell for five hundred dollars. <laughs> right. Exactly. I said I've had the disc because I bought the disc. It came with it because I bought it from the website. But it's like seven years ago, right? When the documentary came out. Yeah, something like that. It's been a while, and, and it came with it. I'm like, it's been seven years. Why do people even give a crap? If I mean, after seven years, are you really now just are you, are you really now just planning to sell it? Or I mean, if you haven't already sold that disc or whatever your plans were, I mean, come on, get over. They're it. waiting to get their one last signature on it, right? <laughs> and then they can sell it for like a try to sell it for a thousand dollars or something like that, like something like that. 
Gosh. Meanwhile, people who love the movies can access fun material. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad they're doing this. I, I personally, it should have been like that to begin with. They should have just included it with every copy. I mean, what's Agreed. the freaking deal? Yeah. You buy you buy it from their official website, or you bought it from Amazon or whatever. Who cares? You're still getting money for making the documentary and putting it out. So just have the freaking disc in there. I don't understand. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It'll be nice to be able to see that because I, I definitely didn't get mine through the website because I got mine, I think, through Amazon, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so, me too. Um, yeah, I didn't even know about that. So that that's good information. I appreciate that, Mark, because I'm going to pick that sucker <laughs> up. Yeah, I'm probably going to sh- uh, shoot over to the website and buy it. I'm looking at it's uh, clmbonus.com is where you get it. Okay. Sounds good. Let's check on it's that after we're done here. But um, anything else? I will take that as a no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, let's go ahead and review 1995's The Ice Cream Man. There are no bad days here at Wishing Well. Only happy days. <laughs> Gregory. It is a happy day. Now he's out, rehabilitated with a brand new job. Here you go. I'd like to buy a gallon of your uh, hard pack. Next. You didn't say please. Did you see little Roger Smith today? He was at the park. Why? We got a missing kid. His ice cream has a secret ingredient. What the hell is that ice cream dork doing out this late? What's your favorite flavor? Wow. Always oh, so kind to the little children. I brought you something special. Ooh. <laughs> Sounds yummy. There's something weird going on here. Hiya, honey. Not every day is a happy, happy, happy day. Spent the last 20 at some private clinic called Wishing Well for the Mentally Disturbed. We believe in compassion. Shut up! Going into the Wishing Well Hospital. Get some people down here quick. No one leaves the wishing well. Doctor's orders! <laughs> Even with a head start, there's no escape. <laughs> you can run, but you can't hide from the ice cream man. Let us pray. Starring Olivia Hussey, Jan Michael Vincent, Sandal Bergman, David Naughton, David Warner, and Clint Howard as the Ice Cream Man. This is going to be fun. All right, so the Ice Cream Man was released on May 9th, 1995 on home video. Uh, Directed by Norman Epstein, this had a budget of about $2 million, which isn't too bad for a direct to video movie and actually uh, you can tell most of the budget went into the effects which isn't a bad thing uh just a little bit of trivia regarding the movie the movie was sponsored in part by converse shoe company which many of the characters end up wearing converse shoes in the movie obviously and there's also an extraordinary number of shots of shoes throughout the entire film uh second little bit of trivia clint howard Actually, when he would be on his way to set every day, as he was driving, he would be screaming and yelling at the top of his lungs to get that more gravelly voice that he used for the role of Gregory. And this, so that was kind of interesting um, to kind of get in, 
that tone that he wanted for for the character. Uh, the scenes of the sanitarium were actually shot at an actual abandoned sanitarium in Pasadena. Uh, moreover, the satanic drawings and graffiti that were on the walls um, of the sanitarium were actually graffiti that was done inside of the hospital. So that's kind of interesting, kind of using the set that you have there versus trying to make it look more uh, decrepit and whatnot. The One of the interesting things with this, and I, I can see where this probably could be, the first draft of the script was written in three days. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's not the greatest movie in the world as, as it is. So, I mean, you can kind of tell. I believe it. <laughs> and then uh, one of the most obvious things is the character of Tuna. Um, they try to make him look fat in in the movie. They and put a pillow They put his, a fucking pillow in his... Like, what's wrong with this fucking kid's clothes? <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to show him lose weight at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that was... No more ice cream for me, guys. <laughs> Watching this movie makes me not want to eat ice cream. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I tell you not what. From, not from uh, ice cream trucks, seeing the way he gets his hands all in that. No. no. Hell no. In the butt. <laughs> I had another piece of trivia, man. Um, yeah. Supermarket manager was the original host reporter from people's court. So yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> face. If you ever watched that when you were a kid. Okay. I didn't realize that. That's interesting. Everybody knows the director, you know, he used to um, direct adult movies and I guess his wife is yep. had a small part. She's a woman putting the lipstick on or asking what color lipstick she should buy to the ice cream. <laughs> oh, okay. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> It looks great by a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of things I want to touch on regarding the quotes, because I love some of these quotes in this movie. And almost all of them are, are by, obviously, Colin Howard's character. Like, my favorite quote of his that he does in this movie is, you're going to learn you can't run from the ice cream man. Uh, you tell anybody I'm going to get your mom and dad. Um, <laughs> or no, 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 it was, I'm sorry, it was, you little turds are going to learn you can't run from the ice cream man. <laughs> So that one was pretty good. Um, also, obviously, the happy, happy day quote. Uh, that was another one of his. And then one of the kids uh, towards the end or, uh, towards the end of the movie, when he was like, who's the Pied Piper now, ice cream dick? <laughs> that was another good one. <laughs> I like the... Uh... That's that's classified ice cream man. That's classified. <laughs> that <was> great. <laughs> oh man, that was actually Lee Major's son. I don't know if y'all knew. Him. <laughs> yeah, I saw the name uh, Lee Major's Junior in there, or the second, or, or whatever the case may be, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and yeah. his um partner, the um, what's his name, John Michael Vincent, something like that. He yep. was in the Airwolf. <laughs> TV show and extra two and a bunch of other fucking films. Airwolf, you're thinking of Airwolf. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. A lot of recognizable faces, honestly. Really? Yeah. No, that's for <laughs> sure. And David Naughton and David Warner. Yep. And even the little girl, man, like she's not famous, but I recognize her. Like she was in a couple of sitcoms back in the nineties. Yep. She was on a couple episodes of Boy Meets World and Home Improvement. So. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, it's definitely. I've seen her before too. What, one of the things with this movie, uh, and I was talking to Mark about this last night, is that because of how, because of it being like a like a direct to video movie, and because they use such shitty like 
free royalty free music for the movie it made it feel like a more adult episode of are you afraid of the dark to me didn't didn't wasn't this movie directed by a guy who directed porn for a living yeah yeah <laughs> so there you go i mean of course it's gonna sound adult <laughs> he probably had a little casio keyboard in his truck or van is just like banging it out <laughs> after every each day of shooting editing <laughs> But um, yeah, I got quiet first. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder Vinegar Syndrome released this. It's got porn ties to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I love you, Vinegar Syndrome. I'm just joking. This this was a first watch for me, and there in the beginning, and for. A good bit through the movie, I thought they were going to, you know, cross the line and have him like hack up a kid or something. And the whole time, and it it didn't go that route. And I like how part of it, it at first, then you end up seeing that kid, and you're like, okay, that wasn't his eyeball and his face and eyes. Right, right. <laughs> and and I I like that they didn't like slaughter kid on screen and. Right. I thought I thought it would have been a little more dark if they had had him like at, at least doing more than just snatching the kids, but they kept it. It's, it's, it seemed like it was a little more uh, tame, like you said, like an "Are you afraid of the dark?" kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I which think isn't a bad thing. Like a PG thirteen rating or something like that. Yeah, that's what originally they were shooting for, I, I, and I know that. Um, like in one of the earlier drafts of the movie too, it was supposed to be kind of a parody of like horror movies too, even though it, it kind of became unintentionally funny, you know, obviously in the later drafts and just because it's so outlandish and just so weird that it just kind of became funny afterwards. Um, and obviously it's got a cult following now. So, I mean, it, it's definitely got its, its uh, audience. It's definitely not a movie for everybody though. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a weird movie. <laughs> I mean, I had definitely, I'd say it has the greatest puppet show I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) That was so good. (laughs) Oh, I love that with the two heads towards the end. (laughs) That was so good. I guess two heads aren't better than one. (laughs) I really like Olivia Hussey's character in this. I thought she was funny. I always just like Olivia Hussey. <laughs> well, so do I. <laughs> they downplayed her in this, but she still, her character was just, she seemed Ty- just as crazy. Typical, she typical was you, it's just typical you guys like a hussy. Can't help it, Ted. I'm full of sin. Healthy hussy. Poor Gregory. <laughs> Gregory wins hide and seek. Yes, yeah. he does. <laughs> oh, and he's um, probably, I'd say, the best gardener I've ever seen because those flowers are gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, I got confused. I was like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> I chop up cops and use them for fertilizer. Yeah, that was, that great was great. so good. <laughs> Clint, or Gregory, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ice Cream Man. We didn't find anything. Oh, fuck you, dude. You just tore my place up. 
<laughs> this town definitely weren't of A plus material. No, no, That's man, sure. that cop was fucking covered in ice cream. His uniform was <laughs> ruined. <laughs> they looked like two kids going in to fuck a place up. Not too. Yeah, cops. they did, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then they they didn't find the only hidden wall that because that's what they were looking for was hidden walls. <laughs> God, it's so good. Like, I I don't know. It's it's just like this movie was kind of all over the place at the same time. Um, one thing I did really like about the movie, like I said towards the beginning, was the effects. Uh, especially like the head and the oversized ice cream cone. That yeah, was fucking that was great. Awesome. When he goes in on that lady and <laughs> tells her to shush. <laughs> oh, brings her that ice cream cone. It was that was so classic. After he put the waffle iron on the guy's face and then decapitates <laughs> him and does that. Oh, it's so good. I mean, overall, I mean, obviously the the effects weren't incredible but i mean for being such a cheesy movie i thought they were like perfect like especially with like that fake like rubbery eyeball in the ice cream as the the cop is like chewing on it. that was so good my wife was watching at that point and cringing <laughs> i'll say i i didn't like some things like how they were in a well-lit fucking parking lot and the, the ice cream truck comes by and they're like quick duck and they're just yeah. Oh, right in the open, and he just doesn't see him kind of stay in the same spot and don't even really. <laughs> I didn't like. I'd say I didn't like little Paul's character because it seemed like he was having fun and he was actually interested in what was going on. Like it, it didn't seem like he was playing him to make him think he was interested. It seemed like he actually was. Like he was really interested with stirring yeah, the ice cream. Turns on him, and then at the end, he's freaking crazy again. Yep. Yeah, it's like he kept making out of character decisions, and I don't know. I just I didn't care for that part. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this, this actually. Oh, go ahead, man. I want to cut you off. Uh, I was going to start a whole other point, so you can go ahead. I, was, I, I felt like this movie, if it could have actually been a little bit better if they'd have changed what they did, is. Because for a second there, it looked like he possibly wasn't killing the kids, but it was obvious he was killing somebody. Yeah. It would have been better if he wasn't killing the kids and actually killing the bad people. Because he killed quite a few people that weren't really the best people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that. What if he just slightly reworked this as Maniac 2? Like the Mr. Robbie short, but instead of a children's entertainer, he's an ice cream man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Killing abuse parents and whatnot i mean that could work because then they even did they never even really touched on the preacher and his wife who obviously has some more more than their regular religion like i mean he's standing up there like his hands are like he's having a stigmata and shit in his hands. yeah he's got the blood on his hands and then his wife was foaming from the mouth i guess because we speaking the archangel gabriel i mean i know people speak down but that seemed like it was much farther than right yeah, I thought she was like sick or something at first. Like he was, yeah. I don't know. But that's when he was like, "Why are you going?" The archangel Gabriel is speaking through your mom. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I get up and I'm like, "Man, angels aren't talking to you." <laughs> so, right? That ain't Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. 
<laughs> Gangrel or some other <laughs> Sean, you know that Gangrel really is cold. <laughs> he's with uh he's with what's his face? Because they both killed Chris Benoit together. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Oh, all the stupid conspiracy theories. Right. Oh, that's, that's actually weird. a question everybody keeps asking. Is Gangrel really a cultist? Uh, no, he's not. Gosh. He's a freaking character for wrestling. I believe Kevin Sullivan before Gangrel, and I don't think Kevin Sullivan is either. He was just a hell of a freaking good actor. <laughs> right. <laughs> he made, he knew the pressure buttons. Say the, the scene where the cops go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. I thought that could have been a lot better. The I think I think just a little bit of lighting change and maybe a little bit of I don't know. It seemed like it wasn't. It was weird. It looked. It was. I felt like I was watching somebody walk through a haunted house. I I see where you're going with that. Yeah, because they were like they they had like the no touch rule. It felt like yep. <laughs> and they were just they were just walking, and there was people running around and standing there doing weird shit. They start shooting them or something. He pulled out his gun, like shoot one of them, dude. Like get the fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a little bit of lighting or a little smoke effects or something in there would have made it a whole lot creepier because it was so well lit and you could see everything. Yeah. And they weren't they weren't scary at all. Actually, I was. I thought the doctor was more scary than any of them. Right, <laughs> I I agree. Yeah, definitely. I think with the lighting, it should have been a little bit darker. Definitely more moody. Um, they could have put some gels on or something to kind of maybe change the coloring a little bit, just to make it a little more sinister looking. Because it definitely looked kind of just like. And obviously, I once again, we know it's direct to video. It's not meant to be some huge blockbuster movie. But, you know, lighting doesn't take much to make things look good. And they really could have taken a little bit more time just to make it look better. And they 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 could have did it. I mean, they should have had the resources to do it. And that was definitely one of the things where I felt it fell short, too, was that, that hospital scene. Because they could have made that really kind of creepy and spooky. And it definitely just wasn't that. I just um, wasn't interested. I wanted that scene to end. I thought it was fucking stupid. And... Mm-hmm. If they'd have done a little bit more, it wouldn't have felt so long because, you know, I was just bored with it. Yeah. I agree. That was definitely a... You had two million. How much was Troma spending on movies? I don't want to hear all them excuses. 500,000 most of the time. I mean, I feel like Terrifier was like 50 or 60 grand or something like that. Yeah. And I know just from the little bit of stuff I've done, I'm like, lighting... Is important as hell, but it's you know if you just take a few minutes, it's not that hard to do right. It's all about planning, no, it, boys and, and girls. And it doesn't cost any more if you already have the equipment. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> very true. It's all about planning, and it just kind of seemed like, ooh, we found this place. Let's go shoot here really quick. That's kind of what it felt like. And the fact yeah. that it was already painted like that on—I mean, that was a great location for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just didn't execute well. Welcome to hell. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I couldn't believe when I read that, that it was like they didn't have to decorate it. It was already like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Missed opportunity there. I mean, I'm I'm sure there, there's plenty of missed opportunities in this movie, but I mean, overall, it, it's definitely a fun movie. Uh, yeah. You know, it would have been interesting because I know a while back uh, they were did like a 
like an Indiegogo or Kickstarter or something to try to get Ice Cream Man 2 Sunday Bloody Sunday to be made, and that never made the goal. And Clint Howard was completely behind it and everything. That could have been so much fun if they could have gotten that made and kind of continue that story with his character and whatnot. And I they back. officially didn't give up. They just... No, they, they haven't. I thought about doing another Kickstarter, maybe trying to source funds from another in another way. Yeah. It could be interesting. It would be interesting to revisit the character this many years later, you know, um, whether if he survived. garbage on, on freaking Netflix can get made, and y'all know what I'm talking about. I refuse to say its name. Yeah. yeah. If that can freaking get made and put on, uh, I was about to say YouTube, on <laughs> Netflix, then freaking Ice Cream Man 2 can get made. I mean, that's all a bunch of bull crap. Agreed. Uh, I've, I'd, I would love an Ice Cream Man too, just because yeah. Clint Howard would be a part of it. Yeah. Clint's what made it work in the first place, anyway. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. If there was no Clint Howard in this movie, I would have hated it. And it's just he's he's always in these these B cult movies, and he's always just so fucking good. This I remember, like, I think it was two years ago, Sean got me Evil Speak for Christmas, and that movie was fucking great. Yeah, I love that. That's a good... <laughs> that movie yeah. was awesome. Cooper Smith. Cooper Smith. <laughs> I'm so sorry for him, and you freaking loved the revenge he got at the end. Yeah. You're like, just kill them all. Kill them all. They killed that little puppy. That puppy did deserve to die. Freaking kill him, Clint. Right. Kill them all. <laughs> but. Yeah, there's no reason why we can't get an ice cream man too. I agree. If if the freaking garbage on Netflix can get made, so can ice cream man too. I'm a hundred percent behind that. I think we got to talk about that chase scene that led up to the puppet show and yes. everything else because that was like a, a whole climax. Of that 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 was probably that whole section up to the end of the movie was probably my favorite part of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um. He he just comes out of his own. It seems like that's where he really fucking snapped. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's coming up with all these great one-liners and quips, and he's chasing these kids, and he's not the fucking puppet. <laughs> he stopped giving a fuck and was just like, I'm killing these bitches. I ain't worried about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> <Man> time. <laughs> Of course, this is kind of backtrack, man. I love the very opening of the movie, how there was a mob hit on an ice cream man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And I love how they, the, just to show that it was like in the past, it was all in black and white. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> That's so good. You ever want to show anything in the past, just put it in black and white and everything's good. <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh man, and uh, oh, what was I thinking about uh, with regards to this? Um, oh, the the whole like uh, they pulled the whole Friday the Thirteenth Part Two thing uh, when, when the kid takes the picture of the the original ice cream man off the wall and puts the flashlight on it and has Clint ha- follow follow him into the ice cream factory. And yeah, that I'm like that's so fucking dumb. That's so stupid. <laughs> oh, how about when uh, I think it's Tuna's brother's the one that wanted to be the cop, right? Yes. Yeah. Tuna's brother went in to look for him, and he's walking by, and there's all these pictures, and then uh, the ice cream man standing there, and he's holding a picture frame around his face. 
good at hide and seek. Yeah. <laughs> hide and seek champion. <laughs> I fucking died laughing when I saw this. <laughs> God. And that was where the, the whole chase scene started because he came out dressed like his brother. Yep. God, did his car. brother die? I'm guessing so. Because we don't see him for the rest of the movie. That's right. You see him go in to look, and then you just see Ice Cream Man come out in his clothes. So I just made the assumption he got him. Uh, yeah. That, that, or at least stole his jacket and hat. That's my assumption, at least. I, I think he's dead. But, yeah, I mean. Serve and protect my ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Tuna. It was the other guys, bro. He was making fun of Tuna. But anyway, I just right. realized that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, this movie is definitely not for everybody, though. I mean, I had fun with it. It, it, was, it was such a fun movie for me just because of how bad it is. And just how the cheesiness of it, I just fucking loved. It's it's definitely one because I've I've seen it once before before this, and I, I remember not liking it at first. But I was definitely younger. I, I think I, it was like the late '90s, the last time I saw it. So it's been over 20 years. But um, same here. It's oh, rewatching it now though. I fucking loved it just because my tastes have changed so much, and I've. Grown to love that cheesy, just tongue-in-cheek kind of horror movies. I, I fucking love this movie. It's it's so good. It's so bad, but good. I want to know what his uh, soup ladles are made out of that he can knock a cop out with them, and they don't wake up until the next day. Right? But I mean, the ladle didn't bend or anything. No. <laughs> Straight up iron or something. <laughs> Boom. Oh, so good. But, uh, all right. Well, then, um, any other points you guys want to talk about regarding the movie? No, I think I covered everything. All right. Well, then, what would you guys rate this movie, then, if you're going to rate it out of five? I'm going to give it a two and a half. Um, I enjoy parts of this movie. Like, I mean, it's got some funny quotes, and I love Clint Howard and Olivia Hussey in this. I feel like they might have been, I don't know. I felt like maybe they spent too much money on what they thought was star power or mm-hmm. something. <laughs> oh, man. There's just some things missing from for me. But, you know, it's not, I mean, it's a terrible movie, but it's not the worst. So, yeah. It makes you know. It makes me chuckle. Like I said, I love Kellen Howard and Olivia Hussey. So I'll give it a two and a half, maybe three stars, just because Clint Howard's great. So okay. Yeah, I was gonna say if you if you like cheese and if you like watching a horror movie that you know is not this isn't an Oscar winning movie. You're not gonna you're not gonna go in and be terrified about this or have your mind blown. But if you like cheese and stuff like that, you like this movie. Um, like Sean, there's, there's quite a few things about it that I didn't like, but I still have fun with it and it makes me laugh. And I think it's, for me, it's a solid three out of five. I'd say it's, it's good. Not great. Okay. Sounds good. What about you, Ted? I'll go with two out of five because of Clint. Okay. Pretty much everything, (laughs) 
pretty much because everything you know what Sean said. Um, some funny quotes, but overall, I think if, like he said, spending a bunch of money on what they thought would star power. I mean, because in the mid early to mid nineties, I mean, did anybody really really care about Olivia Hussey? <laughs> Not really. So I mean, but you know, it is what it is. And kids usually make me like a movie more. I mean, like, I don't know. They were okay, but they're kind of flat, man, these kids. Yeah, I would agree with that. So. Definitely. Well, for me, uh, like I said, I, I love this movie. It's not a great movie, and it's not going to be for everybody. This one's definitely going to get a two out of five, uh, two and a half out of five for me, mostly because Clint Howard. I love Clint Howard. I've always loved Clint Howard's characters. And, I mean, overall, it, it, it's... Like, the music is terrible in this movie. It's, make, like I said in the beginning, it's like an overly long adult version of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And and that, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but this is definitely not a movie I'm going to go back and watch every year or even every month or anything like that. But, I mean, I, I, I don't mind going back to revisit this probably every once in a while now that I've seen it again 20 years later with more mature eyes, but uh, it's, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's not a good movie, but it's so bad. It, it, it makes it good in my opinion. So that's why I got to give it a two and a half out of five. But as always, we would love to know what you guys think. You can always reach out to us through our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at CLS podcast. We definitely appreciate you guys checking out this week's episode and Continuing next week and the final week of September, we have two more movies to go over regarding food-based horror movies to review. Next week is going to be 1983's Microwave Massacre, which is a one of my guilty pleasures. I fucking love that movie. And then we're going to end. It's great. It's fucking great. And if you haven't seen it, I highly suggest checking it out. But then we're also going to end this month off with a classic, The Stuff. I'm really looking forward to that, revisiting that. Um, Highly suggest checking that one out, too. So it's going to be a good rest of the month. And then going into October, we've got some good movies picked out for October to go over. And we'll be excited to share that when the time comes. But until then, is is there any final words of wisdom as we leave? One month till Friday box it. Yes. (laughs) Actually, exactly a month. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. I, I had already put it out of my mind because I just didn't want to build up the anticipation, and now I'm thinking about it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd say if you guys have, like, in your gut, you feel these dreams and aspirations, and you just you have to be a police officer, what I tell you is just get a gun, and the badge will follow. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> oh, my God. All that right. was one of my favorite lines. Yeah. I got the gun. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all you need is just to get the gun. <laughs> all right. Well, if there's nothing else, we appreciate you guys checking out this week's episode, and we will see you next week. Thanks for joining us today for the CLS Podcast. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers. Campers.